following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Harry needs a breather. Two minutes into the OT. On the go, Johansson racing in, fires, he scores! Marcus Johansson makes Washington a winner! And a nice early Christmas present there from the Capitals. Marcus Johansson winning it in Ottawa in overtime and showing a pretty nice burst there to get past the defense. Welcome to the show. We've got pucks for you in just a minute or so. We will also preview the Commanders game and San Francisco on Christmas Eve. It's a must win. Pretty close to it against the 49ers. And in just a couple of minutes, Cameron Cheeseman, the cheese, the Commanders long snapper, is going to join us. Now, uh, uh, Cheese, if you're listening out there, if the Cheeseman family is listening and you want to fast forward past the Capitals coverage, it's absolutely fine. Look at something around the 10 to 12 minute mark, and uh, that's where we'll be. All right, but first, before we get to that, let's go to the ice and drop that puck. So a 3-2 overtime win in Ottawa last night has the Caps playing well here. In fact, playing very well. And thanks to a 5-3 Rangers win over the New York Islanders, the Capitals are now technically in the second wild card spot they have 40 points at 18 13 and four the islanders are two points behind them with 38 caps have won three in a row and eight out of their last 10 last night darcy kemper got the start he is back off the injured list and played very very well again what you're seeing is the caps are scoring a few more goals and they are, the goaltending has just been absolutely, completely, and totally, if not sensational, solid. Very, very solid. Statistically speaking, when you look at their goals against, they're somewhere in the middle of the pack um, in, in the conference. They've given up 101 uh, goals so far this year. That's eighth in the conference. A 16-team conference, so literally right in the middle. But if you've watched their games this year, and I've watched just about every one of them except the late-night starts on the West Coast, what you see with the Capitals is that it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly consistent goaltending. Again, and we've talked about it before, There, you haven't seen Peter Laviolette in multiple games pull the starter because the starter's given up four or five goals in a period. Even when the Caps were enduring their slow start, it was a lot of 2-1, 3-2 losses, things like that. In fact, even when you see 
a game when or earlier on when they were, you know, maybe they lost, you know, four to two or something like that, or three to one. Go back and count how many empty net goals there were on the end of that total as well. The Capitals have been in just about every single solitary game this year, and a lot of it, again, is because of the goaltending. That's a far cry from a few years ago when this team, you know, the goaltending would be shaky at times, and you're like, yeah, they're winning, but they're winning because they're scoring five or six goals in a game, and they're winning six to four. It's not the case this year. And it's going to be very interesting to see. And again, right now we have to say if they get in the playoffs because they're, you know, they're just, they're just one, they're just two points there um, in in the in the second wild card spot. But if they get in the playoffs, and I do fully expect them to do that, I think there's the potential uh, for a deep run this year, and for a different reason maybe than we've seen it in the past. All right, let's go into the locker room. Uh, Darcy Kemper, as I said, the goalie that the Caps signed in the offseason to a big five-year contract, back on the ice after coming off the injured list. He said it was very nice to get back in the lineup. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to nice to be back in the lineup, first of all, and then, uh, you know, for a big uh, team win. Uh, makes it uh, feel even better being back. We also asked Darcy, what's with the secret sauce here lately after the slow start? And he said it's just this team kind of starting to gel finally. I think confidence uh, first and uh, foremost, just, uh, you know, uh, believing in what we're doing out there. And, uh, you know, when you start having success, uh, games like this, uh, you know, you're kind of uh, expecting to win and, and you have that winning feeling and uh, easy to go out there and do the, the right things and, and trust in your teammates. Capitals have Winnipeg at Cap One Arena before the Christmas holidays. When we come back, got to talk football. Commander's big game with the 49ers coming up on Christmas Eve. Commander's long snapper Cameron Cheeseman joins us next. Talk about that and tell us what it's like, the life of a long snapper. I know it's going to be fascinating. That's all next right here on the Bob Matthews Podcast on the Pigskin and the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. And if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team's going to win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny in New York, visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, select parishes. Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, 
West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire, Oregon, or Ontario, Canada. New customers only, one per customer. Valid minimum $5 deposit, minimum $5 wager. Bet must win. $200 issued as $825 free bets. Free bets are non-cashable and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends 1-15-23. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's bring him on in now. He is the commander's long snapper and has graciously taken a couple of minutes out of his busy schedule to talk to us. He is Cameron Cheeseman. Cheese, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad I could be here talking now, to you. Let, let's start with what you do for a living. Now, I, obviously, we all know that, that football has gotten increasingly specialized over the years and everything, but I, it fascinates me, the long snapper position. I mean, Obviously, you know, you seem like a, a fairly athletic guy. Uh, you didn't, I would imagine, I'm assuming you didn't, like, start out when you first started playing football or even in high school or middle school, you weren't exclusively a long snapper. So, I mean, how did all this, how did this journey start for you? Yeah, so I feel like a lot of times at a younger age, guys are starting to long snap um, a lot of times because they play center um, or, you know, they're, they're a quarterback or, you know, a guy that can is used to snapping or throwing the football around. Uh, I was actually not a long snapper until my sophomore year of high school, uh, which nowadays is somewhat late. I mean, guys are starting in middle school, going to college prep camps and stuff like that. Uh, but my best friend from back home, Tanner Harding, he uh, was a kicker and punter uh, at my high school. And on, I was on the JV team, and he was just telling me, like, you know, you play center. You know, he, he was going to these camps to get recruited, and I was like, uh, I guess I'll, you know, try long snapping because he, he wanted me to snap. So I gave it a shot. Didn't take it too serious. You know, I just did it for the JV team my sophomore and junior year. But, um, you know, I feel like a lot of times it's something that, you know, isn't what you want to do in college. You know, guys want to play other positions. Um, and even when I was going through it, you know, six, seven years ago, um, long snapping was not as popular as it is today. So, like, these days are going to these camps to get recruited just for long snapping in middle school. Like, their parents are hearing about how scholarships are are being handed out for this position. And, I mean, people are focusing on it and only playing long snapper in high school. But for me, I was, you know, I was playing center too. Um, so it's kind of like a secondary thing until I got to my senior year of high school and I, I found, you know, I heard like they're giving out scholarships, you know, go to these camps and you could get recruited for it. So that's that's exactly what I did. And I was fortunate enough to get a walk-on um, offer to Michigan. That that absolutely blows my mind. I had no idea that the specialization, you know, for long snapping started in – kids go to camp in middle school. It's crazy just – I mean, kids are going to 20-plus camps over the course of their high school career just to get recruited. It's, it's pretty awesome. Good but. Lord. I had no idea. See, that is why we do these interviews. We get the story behind the story. Okay, so productive career um, at Michigan, obviously. 
Um, but let's face it, long snappers don't usually get drafted. I, I'm sure that at the time, you know, you were thinking that, you know, the NFL, if not a dream, was at least pretty much of a long shot. So what was it like there when all of a sudden you realize here we are, day three of the draft, and the commanders spend a, uh, a seventh-round pick on you? Yes. I mean, I was in the position when I got done at Michigan where I did the whole application of dental school thing because that's, that's exactly what I thought I was going to do. You know, Obviously, I was still wanting to do football, but I was like, all right, I need to have my backup plan. I need to do the whole trek for dental school. And I ended up right. being accepted to Michigan and Ohio State, um, chose Ohio State, um, kind of like the backup before the draft. And I was like, well, if I don't get picked up by a team, I know I'll have dental school to go to. Um, but going into the pro day prep, training hard, talking to a lot of different teams, um, kind of hearing their input of, you know, what, what their motives are or what they think they're going to want to be doing. Um, so I had a little idea of a couple of teams that were definitely interested. Um, but when draft day came, I mean, that feeling, you can't beat that feeling. Like just being there with my family, I had like probably close to 30 of my closest family and friends at my house for uh, that last day of the draft um, in the hopes that, you know, a team would call and fortunate enough, the Washington football team at the time uh, did yeah. that for me. And I was beyond blessed and, and a dream come true for me, honestly, because, you know, being a long snapper, most times growing up as a kid, you, you know, I wasn't always the most, most athletic individual on the team. Um, so as I got older, I was like, okay, NFL dreams are probably not going to happen. So that's why when I found long snapping, I was like, you know, this is, this could be, my ticket, my way to, to make that dream a reality. So, and, and then not only does the team use a draft pick on you, but you're coming into a special teams room there where you're replacing a, not just a longtime commander, but maybe a, a legend in Nick Sunberg. I mean, you're the literally the third long snapper uh, I think this team has had maybe in 20 years or so. Right, and and funny enough, I I knew Nick. I met him a couple times at uh, through the Coles is the snapping organization I've trained with. So I knew him and respected him so highly. So I think with my situation, I was, I think I liked how it kind of went because knowing I was coming in, they were, you know, believing in me, handing the reins to me, like, this is your job, like, do your thing. I think I, you know, I really like took that and that gave me a lot of confidence to go out there and, and know all I have to do is, um, like what uh, Coach Gasser said, he's like, just do what you've done, and you're going to be great. So that's kind of just the uh, the mindset that I've had going forward, and I continue to have. So, so uh, you know, the three of you, I mean, you, Tressway, uh, Joey Sly, you guys are like the three musketeers out there. You're constantly working together. So what's a day in the life like uh, in the special teams room for the three of you guys? Oh, I mean – us three, we're so tightly bonded at this point now. Like, even outside the building, we're ha- we're having uh, dinners. Our our girlfriends, our you know, their wives and fiancés, they're they're all so close. Um, so that's the thing. When I got here, I came to realize how close all the the wives and the girlfriends are to each other. That it's more than just teammates all in the room and in the facility. But it's when we leave, it's how close we really are and um, just how close I am now with Tress and his, his family, his, his kids, like we're a really close group and 
most of the time we, we don't even talk about football. We just talk about how we're doing and, you know, how, where our mindset's at and our mental health and everything like that, just to make sure we're all, you know, there for one another. But, yeah, but thing, that, things are great. Um, but, yeah. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. And, Cheese, the other reason I wanted to have you on is because I'm fascinated by what the mindset is for a long snapper in the sense that, I mean, you know, if a quarterback throws a pick, even a pick six, okay, it's bad, it's it's not the end of the world, you have a chance to to come back. If, you know, if a receiver drops a ball, if, if a defensive guy misses a tackle, those things happen occasionally. You're the only guy on the field where it's you know, just the expectation is that you have to be perfect 100% of the time. So, I mean, what, what goes into uh, the preparation, you know, for, for a guy like you, both physically and mentally? I mean, to be honest, I just treat, you know, each snap like I've done it a thousand times, which I have. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you just have to go in with the mentality that this isn't any different for me snapping in the backyard with my dad. Um, and in the, in the manner that, you know, it's the same snap. But you got you to gotta take it with, like, your job is on the line at the same time because, like you said, it's, it's one job where not only am I – is my job up for grabs with every snap, it is – Tress's job, Joey's job, you know, that's the, that's the pressure that is put on me. But, you know, it, it allows me to, you know, feel pride in my position. Knowing, for example, you know, Tress and Joey, they both got special teams players of the month. Like, and obviously, I, I had so many people ask me, like, how am I going to win it? And I'm like, honestly, like, it, I would rather them get it because that tells me, you know, I'm helping them do the best job that they can do. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I just take each snap like I've done it a thousand times. And, you know, I know Tress, is, Tress has my back, Joey has my back. And at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're all one unit. Um, so that's kind of the mindset I have is we, we have one job to do and that's to have a good punt or make the, make the kick. So. Tiger with Commanders, long snapper Cameron Cheeseman. Cheese, one one softball question before we get out of here. I, I know, I'm sure you've seen it on social media and the diehards and everybody, all the fans, you know, angsting. Ah, San Francisco, they're such a hot team. we got to go out there on Christmas Eve and play. H- how's everybody doing in the locker room after, after the Giants game? Everybody refocused, ready to go out there and have a good road trip on Christmas Eve? Absolutely, yeah. The one thing that we're going out west, you know, that's definitely uh, kind of the thing that's boosting the mood uh, with everybody. It's like, even though we're cold out practice right now, no, we're going out and it's going to be, I think, 60s. Uh, it's going to be real nice. But, um, yeah, we uh, we had a sergeant come in that's real close with uh, Coach Rivera, and he came and spoke with us yesterday. And kind of the things that he was saying with his journey, because he was in an, an accident um, when he was serving. Um, where, you know, he lost his legs, but it is the idea that, you know, the stuff that is happening, like, last week, us not winning, it's kind of like we, ha- we have to take that and, and like, learn from that and use that as, like, everything, like, our fuel to, you know, go out there and, and get the job done this week. You know, we can't let that consume us. And, um, you know, knowing we have a – easy chance to you know make a make a run here finish the season out strong and 
going to the playoffs. So we just have to take care of business this week. First job is this week, and then we we go from there. But guys are they're ready to go and you know make it make it to the playoffs. And hey, win in San Francisco. That's one hell of a uh, of a of a plane ride back from uh, from the West Coast on Christmas Eve. That's right. That'll be a great Christmas gift. All right, Commanders long snapper Cameron Cheeseman. Cheese, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Have a great game out in San Francisco. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. Let's get it. Let's get the job done. I like that sentiment. It's going to do it for us. Smicking the clock on the wall. So we got to get the heck up on out of here. All right. It's all on the line. Or most of it's on the line. Commanders, 49ers, Christmas Eve, 430. Be there for kickoff. We'll talk about it afterwards. Till then, remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, we're white. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of will and taste. Washed his hands.